I never met a person who would say like I hate music from Final Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> or something like it. You are listening to Beats and Weeps. Hello, you're listening to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, my guest is Constantin Nerik. Uh, how are you today, Constantin? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, that's good. Um, so generally, how I how I start off the, the interview is sort of your origin story as to how you got into writing music and then working on game soundtracks in general. Uh, well, um, my way into writing music uh, at first was um, it's kind of an interesting one I guess uh, because I don't have any I don't have any musicians in my family and basically nothing was uh, leading me to the point where I will start writing music in fact at, at some point I remember that I was absolutely sure that I will not be making music <laughs> <laughs> it seems too too hard for me and um, but um, eventually I started writing music uh, and uh, the reason for it was that um, for quite some some time um, my PC in my childhood was not good enough to run games but uh, um, uh, but it was good enough to run um, editors that were for quite some time were included in games you know like we had like this editor for Warcraft yeah. and uh, even for, for, for Quake and, and everything and it generally uh, made me able to unpack sounds from games and to enjoy them on my own and uh, I had access to the music and to the files and ambient sounds from games like uh, Half-Life 2, Quake 1, uh, Republic Commando uh, and lots of lots of other games uh, and at some point I started to experiment with them. Well, actually, there was um, some sort of a breakthrough for me and it happened with the breakthrough, I mean, um, not like a career breakthrough, but uh, as, a, as a very large idea yeah. in, my, in my mind uh, written up. And uh, it came to me when I was listening to Quake One soundtrack because uh, yeah actually I still think that it's 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 very significant kind of work uh, on a field of uh, ambient music um, and um, and <laughs> the, the ideas I had about the soundtrack was kind of cheap you know because it was slow it was n not a lot of like about notes, uh, the intervals and everything, but it still was music and it still was delivering the atmosphere perfectly, complementing the gameplay, the uh, the narrative uh, and such. Uh, so I was inspired by this sound and I started to experiment with the uh, wave files I got from other games. And I used mainly at this time I mainly used um, and this is funny because I used Sony Soundforge which uh, uh, there's no like multi-track uh, well 
I think at some point the, the, they started to have a multi-track there, yeah. but when I was using it, there there was no such thing. So the only way to compose track uh, sounds was to simply mix them uh, as a as a whole body. You you basically just drop them there with through uh, with a copy and paste, and um, and that was. Um, the start of my first uh, personal music project which had this uh, I, I still think that it was kind of a cool name I'm, <laughs> I, I really dig names and it was called Paracore uh, and, and it was made out of words like paranormal and hardcore and yeah. I, I thought that yeah but at some point I, um, it came to me that it also was a brand of um, <laughs> of uh, teeth uh, implant tooth implant <laughs> something like <laughs> this <laughs> yeah but I, I stick to it ah no. um, i do i do find it funny when you like think you've came up with a really cool name and combine two things and then it's actually something completely different that already exists it's like like your music it's like someone searches for it and it's like oh no i teeth implants okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, I actually have a, a list of stories of this way because of, of such because i really like coming um inventing names and think i don't know where it came from but uh i was putting together my another project uh and i was thinking about a name for it and i was thinking i really need wanted to to be something very very ethereal and intimate and i think hmm, maybe i should call it the inner skin how cool it is <laughs> uh yeah yeah and then i googled what, what it is and uh, and i decided to set it aside it's, 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 <laughs> i, I feel you would get some very interesting results that uh, with with that i think i feel yeah. like you be, anything you put into the internet you're always going to get some weird ones but i feel yeah that's that's one way you probably get some really interesting things that you weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it is. And, and also, I'm not a native English speaker, so it's it's easy for me to get into this territory of uh, um, strange meanings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this this was how I got into music, and it all went uh, on its own from starting from here because I really liked it, and uh, and and also people around me also liked it. They thought that it's something kind of special, uh, but and, and interesting, um, and. Um, and then I uh, got into band, uh, and um, for the reason that I'm not like classically trained musician, uh, and uh, um, I was mainly taking care of the technology, technology, yeah. technology part of uh, of a band playing with the live electronic music, and it was all about like effects, samplers, also some engineering and stuff. Um, and this uh, this was a way how I build my skill through the years. It, it, it really took a lot of time. I'm making music for more than ten years, uh, and um, at some point, um, one of the random I don't know friends, random friends, just invited me to make uh, sound for for the project. They they were up to um and um and it all started from there i i, I kind of said yes uh, but uh at this 
point I had zero idea how I'll, how I will uh, make it but uh, with with all the tears and sweat and <laughs> uh, and crunch with the, with the with the power of the crunch <laughs> we succeeded it and uh, after that, it all went very organically. Just uh, I was introduced to other people, and they introduced me to other people. Um, and I also uh, had a lot of helpers during this way because uh, when I was not able to achieve something on my own, um, I was lucky enough to know someone who who had the necessary skill. Um, and this was kind of my way into becoming a game audio professional music composer and sound designer yeah nice so you mentioned the project that you kind of first came on to from being in that band what was what was that first project you worked on the first one actually was a very it's the the very first one uh to the first one to the point that i don't really mention it <laughs> but since you're asking it was a, a runner game okay. uh like 2d runner game uh it was called indie run it was about an indian actually it's very funny i i never thought of it in from from this perspective because the game called indie run but the guy was actually swimming on a boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I never thought of it um but I'm not sure if it was ever released and yeah. it was very in a way it was very educational because it was made on um on a custom engine. Okay, cool. So uh so I so I had to dig a little bit into how 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 it how it all was put together. But the second one was uh um was a very very large it it it, it almost Co co comic comedic to the point how about how larger the second project was than the first one because yeah. the uh, the second one was this uh, very large location-based entertainment VR um, installation it was called Colony Code Red uh, and it was um, like full scale full body tracking uh, VR sim ho action horror game uh, with uh, with all these elements like moving moving parts moving platforms the the fans the uh, the the sprinkler with with water and everything um, and um, and yeah this this was this was a very large project it's uh, was the the largest VR full body VR uh, thing in Europe at this point yeah so yep. with, with that was that um were you doing music and sound design or was that just sound design on that one or it is it's it is a really good question because it also um kind of um, um gives a little bit of more light to my whole career and how i work because um people often come to me and they ask if I can make like sound for the, their game. Yeah. And they by, by it, they mean sound as a whole. It's not only music, it's also sound, sound design, uh, casting and recording of actors, and also building the, uh, the whole um, audio system. Uh, I mean, integrating um, middleware into engine and yeah. filling this middleware or developing some sort of a proprietary system on 
on our on our own. Uh, and yeah, um, on Colony Code Red, they asked me to make the sound as a whole. So it was it was like that. Yeah. So in terms of like, obviously you mentioned some of the things you would have been doing the sound design for, like sprinklers, fans, and stuff. With with the music, was that kind of a a straight up soundtrack, or was that something where you kind of made it like atmospheric, kind of um, dynamic music rather than a sort of traditional music song soundtrack well music wise colony could read was not very interesting one because um you know it's it's a vr location-based vr yeah uh people go there to have fun they not very much about immersing themselves into the narrative and the story uh they they come there they get spooked to the death uh <laughs> and they they often just just scream and laugh and scream and so putting a very like a large elaborate dynamic soundtrack there was not a very wise way to spend uh, as, as much as i wanted to yeah. to do it. it it was not a very wise way to spend budget uh, so this project basically had a theme like an opening theme yeah and it had some some battle theme was which was kind of a little bit generic to be honest it was like basically like drums and it, it was made uh, in this manner in order to make it possible for a game to change music very fast yeah because like once the uh, so and when you when you need to do it this way you you basically unable to put like large melodies and everything you need everything to to be very very um atomic like very very made of very very small parts but the main goal was to deliver the atmosphere yeah uh, basically to make people uh, as frightened as, as possible <laughs> uh, later later i discovered that this is not actually the good way to uh, to put together things because you you can uh, frighten people a lot uh, a lot you it's, yeah. it's not a very pleasant emotion to get <laughs> spooked to death but on colony code red no one really cared about it and um i guess it, it worked yeah that sounds good i mean looking through the games you've worked on you've done i know colony code red was a, di a, a more of a vr experience rather than a straight up vr game like it's it was it is like an event well not an event but like a place people went to to do it rather yeah. than just like playing a game at home but like obviously you have worked on a lot of vr projects i mean is that just circumstantial or is that something you you like working on vr stuff as well i absolutely enjoy working on vr stuff uh as well as you know it's always interesting to be on a bleeding edge of technology yeah. and entertainment and at this point vr was the, the the new big thing and everyone was uh throwing money at it uh um and um uh, but the reason why i started working a lot with vr was um when you build like your client base, uh, at least for me, it it develops organically. Uh, you know, uh, I honestly I don't know any uh, good examples of when people like started. They want to have a career and they uh, roll out uh, some sort of a marketing campaign for their services. And more often than not, I uh, heard that it leads nowhere. Uh, the um, 
the way how it works is that you work with people and they introduce you to the other people if they are if they like what what you're doing and so the the first people i first like the real true game dev uh, game developers were from VR so they introduced me to other VR people and they um, or they uh, got familiar with Colony Codrate or something and they liked something about it so organically I got into VR and uh, I was I kept doing it for quite some time yeah because I mean, two of two of the other VR games you've worked on one is kind of quite a departure from sort of horror spooky kind of thing with party pumper being like a deep virtual reality dj kind of simulator game kind of thing yeah it's it's definitely not a horror game <laughs> um and uh, in opposition to colony code red uh, party pumper had very very robust and elaborate music simple uh, music system but I'm not really was the one to design this system. Yeah. I was the one to produce uh, assets. Oh well, basically to write to write the music for it. Yeah, and it was and it was an adventure on its own, but also at some point was a very very good match because um, I was very good at um, designing this uh, life sets with a program called Ableton Life, which is used for live performances by electronic musicians. Uh, almost all of them use it. it. It's kind of kind of a mon- monopoly, but <laughs> sure, it's not the only one. Not, not only the, uh, it's not the only tool to achieve that, but yeah. it's certainly the most popular and I was very good at it. So I kind of built this music for the party pumper as a as a large live set uh, and rules in this set were mimicking in a way what we had designed in Vwise. Uh, Vwise is a middleware software. Yeah. Basically, it is a, it is a sound engine with a with a lot of tools and systems pre-built and calibrated to work with one one with one to another in a, in a very stable way um so yeah uh and um I, I wrote music for the party pumper in ableton life and then we imported in into the party pumper which which had all this um set up to work with the 3d vr environment yeah this this was a great project i wished i could make more of this but yeah. um for some reason it's um as much of a, of a fun experience in VR it is, it's not a very kind of popular popular thing. I feel with VR people just want games where they can wave their arms around a lot with a gun or a sword or something. That seems to be most VR games. <laughs> and it's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh. yeah they, they probably should have thought about like making it as a multiplayer experience you know like maybe some sort of an asynchronous multiplayer when one person is a is a is a dj another another one i didn't know is a is a dancer or something uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was more of an experience experiment yeah. uh, and it was a good one yeah it looks really cool and like i feel that the the implementation of like vr and music in that that game has done really nicely with it being almost like a tactile you always feel like you're playing something yourself with uh, like the actions yeah. and things um but yeah as staying on the vr theme um into the radius what was sort of your role on that in terms of you what 
uh, what sound implementation if you did any music on that well um into the radios um i hold it in a very special uh place of my heart it was one of the um the, the most interesting projects i worked i was reached by the by the developer on the later stages of of, um, as they were developing this game, uh, and uh, they wanted for and, and they wanted someone to take uh, care about this project, about the sound sound as a whole. Um, and um, we, um, at, at the time, I was working um, uh, with um, with another guy, and we we really loved everything about it because, you know, as you can imagine, it is. Um, is a game which uh, is uh, um, very much inspired by the movies, like movies and books, like Stalker by Strugatsky, and and as later we discovered that one of the um, inspirations for it was the end of Evangelion, uh, as uh, and it has like this the the red seas and the uh, the crosses of light everything everywhere and it was a lot about the atmosphere and the um really tried to give our best at every um every single aspect of this game and um, we did sounds we did the vocalizations for the monsters uh, we also did music and the systems uh, um in the um the game. Oh, I think it's worth to mention that um, this game is ex- uh, is being developed um, to this current point. It's because it's sort of an experimental project for uh, for a large studio uh, called Creative Mobile. Um, uh, so probably something was changed there since we worked there. Yeah, weren't working it. But um, for the version one, we did everything. Uh, including um, well basically everything um, and um, had um, you know it's very interesting because it is an open world game um, uh, VR open world game it is um, you have to approach music there in a in a special way you you can write tracks uh, but uh, it's better to have a, some sort of a system which will generate a lot of uh, different outcomes. Uh, even even if you uh, enter the same location over and over again, it's better to have a, some sort of a system that writes music rather than music itself. Uh, so, but the problem with um, I, it's not actually a problem. It's uh, it's a way how Into the Radius uh, was using its native and real system so we had to build this whole uh, logic on our own at this point i was not extremely experienced with the programming and with uh, uh, so i had very primitive tools which are which are like the the sound cues the sound classes and everything it's it's a it's a kind of a type of an asset in in unreal yeah. uh, engine uh, which has uh, basically a very limited tricks <laughs> in its sleeve, it's basically like randomization, change of modul- uh, change of tone, change of modulation, um, some uh, primitive sequencing. Uh, so we built uh, a very very large. This was huge huge system with a lot of variations built into it. 
uh, and uh, the system the system had a lot of like drones, stingers, swells, uh, very very short melodic parts, and uh, it's uh, and and it worked like on its own. You basically turn it on, and then and it will constantly randomize and generate a lot of uh, different tones and atmospheres and it's it's kind of worked i i think it was achieved mainly because uh, the the theme and uh, the atmosphere of into the radios was somewhat close to my early music experimentations because yeah. it was like about dark ambient and everything and we also um tried very much to put um together a main theme which is also available on my YouTube. I'm not sure if they're still using it, but <laughs> I really like it because it, it has a lot of views on YouTube, and I often get uh, like comments from other uh, fans of uh, Into the Radios, like they, they they really need to put it back. Oh my God, I still be <laughs> listening to it every time I start to playing it. Yeah, but into the radius was a big thing. We we actually had like three months to make this uh, uh, to to accomplish it, and we were working like nonstop for, for this whole time, and and it worked out. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I guess and there's a lot of sort of you mentioned about like the logic and things. Obviously, if you're making these um, drones and swells and things, making sure that whatever almost random not necessarily random but like whatever's going to be returned by the system when you're going through all these areas isn't going to you know have horrible like tone clashes and things like that so i feel like so it's like with those sounds trying to build something but also knowing this one can't play at the same time as this one and that sort of thing yeah we we did our our best to hunt for for everything to hunt for those issues but i kind of remember myself telling the developer that we are kind of sacrificing the the chance that everything will be always pretty to the effect that we will be able to cover literally hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, of uh, gameplay with this yeah i think you gotta run the the line between having something that doesn't sound like because obviously if you put rules in it's probably going to eventually play the same thing just because of those rules so it's like hard to find a sort of middle ground for having the you know hundreds of hours of things that someone's not going to hear the same thing and then the chance that something may sound a little bit a little bit off but then if it's a dark themed game anyway it's kind of a little bit of jarring sound might Fill, fill, yeah. it's it's easy it's it, it, yeah it's kind of cheating you know because <laughs> in a horror game it's 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 it is a lot easier to create music for a horror game than to write music uh, and yeah. atmosphere for the child uh, <laughs> childish game or childish atmosphere because in a horror game you can like bring in everything and yeah. it's literally everything so uh yeah we 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 cut a little bit of turns <laughs> <laughs> Um, so with obviously what you had made for Into the Radius in terms of like the audio engine and all the music and things I know that project was a little while ago and you said they're not using the the theme or you're unsure is that still what you made is that still what's being used in the game today oh well um, I don't know really I check my no it's not me it's my ego ego checks from time to time uh, the play tests and i think i still hear some of my um 
themes and musical phrases. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 that's it. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, is there is there anything else that like your you've worked on or that you're going to be working on that you are allowed to talk about that's kind of going to be similar in terms of that audio implementation and like very dynamic in-game music or is that kind of a one-off well uh i think i think this approach has uh this approach kind of mutated it was merged with the classical approach uh and uh created a new thing uh, currently, I'm writing music still as a systems, but I try to find a theme, and I try to. Uh, well, I start writing music as a as a linear thing when I start working on a project. I uh, drop some ideas, I bounce them one from an, uh, one to another to see if they work together, uh, and then I uh, break this whole. Um, session into uh, different layers and I uh, try to look for where, where we can uh, make the system more dynamic, uh, make the system um, uh, being able to generate more outcomes, more results um, and, and how um, how do we need actually the system to work? Because I previously mentioned that in Colony Code Red, there we needed the music to change very fast, and it was necessary. It was necessary because because it was an action game. Yeah, and uh, and happens and it happens so that currently I'm working on a on an action game, and we uh, and I I do want the, uh, it to have same way of. Um, working yeah go go and talk i think i think this may be a bit of a departure from what we've just been saying about using music systems but with death crown which is obviously the game i originally reached out to after playing that itself has kind of a very i mean this may just be my my understanding of it you might tell me i'm completely wrong but a very sort of traditional in terms of the soundtrack itself is very one a, a track yeah, per, yes. for each section so i mean how how did death crown come about in the first place because obviously it's a really very stylized cool looking game and it's it's very different from a lot of things i've seen before yeah well death crown uh is a is a special thing for me because it was uh, one of the first projects where um well, uh, I think it was the first project uh, where I had the full green light on everything. Um, um, I met um, guys on, um, I think it was my actually the first ever my game development conference I, I ever attended to. It was Dev, Dev Gaman in Moscow. Uh, I'm not able to recall the year. Uh, and. Um, when I saw this game, um, it was um, absolutely obvious for me that it needed something special. Um, and um, at this point, I was thinking of myself as a guy who is delivering something special. So, <laughs> so it was. So, so, so I, I tried really hard to um, get this project, and um, the guys were 
they're very looking forward to just just give me a chance to write something for them and um i was working on this project for quite some some time and and you're absolutely right it has a, a very traditional well almost linear system to its music you basically hit play and you have a loop playing and then you go to the second screen and there is another loop or another um, game mode or well it basically has a lot of like two to three minute loops in it yeah yes uh so i started started working on this project uh and uh, at first i was thinking that this project needs a very classical soundtrack because you know it's it's gothic uh, and it's epic also so i so i um um, did a lot of experiment experimentation with samplers and everything um really putting together this uh, epic uh, gothic almost like bloodborne style yeah. music but uh, two weeks prior to release i um, got very honest with myself because there was a little bit of a problem with the guys because they liked everything i was sending to them but i was not lacking everything i was delivering so two years prior to release i just i said enough like it was um this wasn't working for me this was not keeping mm, the style of the music i wrote to them that i submitted was not matching the the level of um the stylization the yeah. the mood because uh death crown really really had something special about it this these cinematic art the these uh, graphics and it almost it's it is so serious but at some point it's very funny uh to and um so two years before re release, I decided that I just want to redo this whole thing, uh, and my and I took the direction of making music very very serious, uh, like uh, 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 to, to the point of borrowing borrowing this seriousness from the from the heavy metal music. Like yeah. uh, I think I mentioned it previously. Um, you know, like the the cover art of uh, of bands like Man of War. I don't know uh, to the, to the point of being a little bit cringy. You know, yeah. and uh, um, as we had a very very limited amount of time, I um, I selected the tools that I um, that I was very good with, and those tools were very evil synths. Um, uh, and uh, the samples uh, from very very different sources um, and uh, this whole soundtrack was basically composed out of uh, um, samples picked up from destroyed instruments and all this uh, ruined textures um, also the very very heavy drums uh, and uh, the reason for it because it was it's kind of easy to work with these drums because some samplers just just do it for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and the the and as I mentioned, like this special ingredient was um, destroyed. Well, um, there was some sort of an idea behind this music because you know this is a game where the death takes revenge revenge for being robbed. Yeah. And I saw it as a as a, and I saw it as a like the broken 
order of things like in a, in a very very epic way like everything everything goes the wrong way so i thought maybe it will be um organic to use um, only destroyed sounds only destroyed instruments uh to the point uh, where they're not musical and just just make music with it um and um and it really worked out because um uh, while working on this, I was very limited uh, with my tools, but it also was very inspired by the idea because the the results were fresh, and it really worked with the um, with the visuals and with the atmosphere. Yeah, so this was this was the way how music for um, Death Crown was composed. Cool. Yeah, with um, using like destroyed instruments to to create the sounds, was that something you thought because the game involves lots of destruction and stuff like that? Was that part of that, or was that just circumstantial? How that happened? It was just the sound you wanted in particular. Well, um, I was trying different, different, different sounds, and uh, eventually, this was. Um, one of the most interesting uh, set of materials I had by my side, uh, and it just worked. But yeah, um, the uh, the initial idea was to deliver this uh, very powerful, very aggressive uh, mood of the game, and uh, very you know the gameplay of uh, of Death Crown is often described as hectic. You know, it's it's very it's it's hectic and aggressive yeah so uh the uh naturally like the destroyed and distorted sounds they sound aggressive simply simply because um i guess it's kind of natural for a human being to hear such sound as uh as dangerous and um so it, it was just the thing that worked yeah for me yeah, it definitely works. As I say I really enjoyed it. <laughs> enjoyed it lots. Thank you. Um, so ste- stepping away from individual games and projects you've worked on, in terms of actually like making a, a soundtrack, I know you've said, said a lot like you kind of like to look at it more from a, a sound system rather than writing individual tracks. What sort of... Um, like uh, systems you use to produce that like in terms of you using a, a sequencer and samplers or do you use a lot of recorded sounds does it depend on the project how your sort of process is for around that i don't know really i mean <laughs> i work pretty much i use pretty much everything that i have by my site because yep. uh, my project um my projects and my workflow well my inspiration i guess is uh fueled by the by the sense of um discovery uh and it's it's kind of how it started for me you know in the first place so i am very much about um taking a very new set of tools every single time i can and just see where it leads me yeah uh because um i don't know um for the most part, when I start working on something, I don't have a, any single idea what I will be doing. Um, 
and to the point that sometimes it's terrifying you know i just i just to, do not know what 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 will, <laughs> what, what i need to do um i guess i'm not the only composer uh who uh, who well I, I know a lot of composers who have the same feeling when uh, when they start working on something and i kind of fight this feeling by taking whatever i can uh and whatever i want yeah uh to uh, to just create something and then at some point the idea will come or or i will have to uh, find another tool uh but um for for a very large uh chunk of time of my career uh my uh, process was entirely based on working with samples but the uh, um but it was absolutely um necessary to manipulate these samples uh as as hard as i can to just get rid everything from i basically just to carve them mold them into something my own yeah um but later i developed a taste for well it, it always was there i always loved melodies and i had an ear for them so currently i'm I'm playing a lot of the music myself, uh, and I, I write it. And then after I create a melody and something, uh, or like the the chord progression, I try to um, adapt my recorded materials uh, and um, my saved samples to to work with that. Ah, nice. But I guess and that's just you know you don't really know what you're gonna do until you start a new project as well like in terms of how you're going to go about it because you know projects can be completely different as well well actually it's not entirely true because when you have this conversation with a client you have to uh at least uh share some of your ideas or present something and say them that this is going to be like this and this is going to be like that but i often uh um warn them with um I give them a warning that you really need to see your work in dynamic. You to to make a decision, you have to play the game with the music. And um, sometimes the the first idea just don't work out for one reason or another. It's not often because I did the not, not the best work I could. It's basically because something changed in the game or. Um, we were not aware of some other mechanic and in this game but yeah so we talked a bit about your um obviously how you came to working into games and obviously some of the projects you've worked on i'll go on to the the section of the podcast i lovingly call quickfire questions so it's just to just to learn a bit more about yourself and your influences and things so it's just sort of ask you what your favorite of something is and hopefully you'll come back with the first thing that you can think of so the first one i always start off with is your favorite video game of all time i actually tried to think (laughs) about it for quite some time because you're asking me the question about the favorite video game of all time uh and uh and i guess it would be hyperlight drifter you know uh because uh and it's i really liked the music in it and i really liked how everything like this cryptic narrative uh with the kind of hard gameplay and the story and visuals and the music it it all worked together so so smooth and uh 
the music there is absolutely fantastic you know um they, they, there's um uh, can i um go a little bit into the technical details of this game which yeah, i really like about it yeah because i'm not i'm not aware aware if they really have um, um proper music system there uh like well definitely they have something but it's not like super complex but i really liked the how they were using such tool as a compressor there because you know i I noticed that when the character gets uh, um, a lot of damage, they compress the music so it very much, and it delivers motion there in a such in such delicate way, uh, because you know basically like compression. Like what what what's so poetic poetic about compression? Uh, well. Uh, <laughs> I think it's very, very high level of uh, understanding music and understanding how emotion could be delivered. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really like uh, Hyperledge. I have it on every platform. Uh, <laughs> this was <laughs> like on mobile, on on Xbox, on PC. I'm not sure if it's healthy. <laughs> uh, I I played up until I think the first sort of boss I think or like the major enemy I'm not sure how to describe I loved it up until then and then I just couldn't get past it and yeah I need to I need to go back to it yeah I I need to go back to it but also there's far too many games to play (laughs) yeah this is this is an issue (laughs) I mean it'll be interesting to see because obviously they're releasing the new I don't know if it's a sequel, but Hyperlight Drafter, which would be interesting to see. Cause Breaker. I think, yeah, because I think... Ah, uh, Breaker, that's it. Yeah, thank you. Because so I think that's 3D as well. I blow, I'm not sure, but obviously it looks quite different from the original game, so it would be interesting to see how different it is. Yeah, this is going to be very... This is really interesting, because previously they had this Solar Ash game, um, which I don't really play it i tried it for uh, for quite some time then i got then there was no time to do it um so i guess they will have they, they will bring some of their experience with this 3d game into the hyperlight bra- breaker yeah yeah but uh, only time will tell how that will be but yeah maybe i'll revisit hyperlight drifter before and see if i can actually get any further on it <laughs> Uh, so the next of the quickfire questions is your favorite musician, band, composer. Well, you know, it's, it, it, this is extremely um, complicated question, you know, because at some point the way how I listen music changed a lot. And um, sometimes I really have to remind myself that I'm listening to the music to enjoy it, <laughs> not yeah. only to decompose it and learn from it. What is my favorite music now? <laughs> Well, I, re- I uh, let, 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 this this is easy. Let's go to my childhood. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, because I was really, really, very much um, impressed and inspired by uh, the music of Emmon Tobin because um, because it's amazing. You know, it's it's still am- amazing uh, from from any point of view. The production is superb. The melodies are 
fantastic sound design and everything uh, and but I was especially interested in uh, because uh, his whole production was sampled based for for a very significant amount of time with his career and I was listening to it and me and I was listening to it and basically um, it was some sort of a support for me as a musician without any uh, proper musical education yeah. and everything that you can basically achieve all of this all this level of complexity and uh, um, um, the the storytelling ever everything by basically um, putting together stuff like as a as a collage um, so yeah Emin Emin Tobin is one of uh, I think one of the, my most favorite artists ever but in a general sense i listen a lot of music like it, it just crazy how much <laughs> how much stuff i listen to so it's very it's it is very hard to pick something i think i can mention the one of the one album that meant a lot for me um uh in an emotional way uh it was uh album Golden Sun by Albanato and Ryuichi Sakamoto. It was like their collaboration. This is just fantastic, extremely minimalist, but very emotional and deep work. Yeah. So yeah, it, it meant a lot for, for me. So I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like with Albanato and like sort of going back to the production thing of using samples. Obviously, you kind of your origin into making music was kind of taking. A, a track or something else and turning it into something else it's kind of like full circle being able to go like oh i don't need you know i don't need a guitar or i don't need a piano to be able to make music and it's kind of i feel there was that sort of time where it's like electronic music had just been you know synthesizers and things before samplers came out and it's like the two sort of things where a sampler's like oh i can make stuff that sounds like real instruments but without having real instruments and it made it much more accessible to a lot of people yeah so going on to the next of the quickfire questions and may this is where i may end up repeating yourself with things but your favorite uh game soundtrack of all time Oh, this is easy. Uh, my favorite game soundtrack of all time. No, it's not. I'm sorry. This is not easy because <laughs> I just, yeah, we're, we we just talked about Tim and Tobin and it happened that he had this soundtrack for the Tom Clancy Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, which is absolutely amazing. And, it, and I guess it's one of the first, like, extremely complex, fully dyna dynamic soundtracks. And, uh, and I think this fact... Uh, has a certain weight on me uh, uh, making it into making uh, making music for video games. Um, what else? What, what uh, Hyperlight Drifter of uh, have absolutely amazing soundtrack, absolutely fantastic work. Um, but also, I don't know. It, I think it it's safe to mention this thing because uh, it it never really it never had a proper. Um, it was never really presented to an audience uh, for some, I guess, legal issues or, or something like it. But do you have you ever played the Killzone, Killzone Shadowfall? I guess it was Which called. One's that is that the one that's on the the the, the PlayStation Four launch launch title. Ah, uh, I have, but I can't remember much of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's actually it's it has soundtrack, absolutely fantastic, like crazy soundtrack by um, an artist by the name of Lorne, uh, and uh, it, it's just crazy how it is underrated. It, it just mind blowing mm-hmm. how how powerful and unique it is, and yeah, I I do like it. I I think I can mention it among. The, the what few of my favorite soundtracks yeah definitely i always feel and this just may be my perception of it but kill zone kind of doesn't get as much praise as it should just because everyone saw it especially the original ones that came out on the playstation 2 saw it as like a oh it's trying to be or trying to compete with halo and it's like well it's two completely different things but i feel maybe maybe that's just me but like yeah it definitely doesn't get yeah, the pra- it is. yeah doesn't get the praise it deserves i really like the fact that it's not a very like bombastic super popular triple a game but yeah. the soundtrack there is still fantastic you know I, I i really could mention like the the soundtrack for i don't know for last of us which which is which is which is just just fantastic i'm sorry i think i'm running out of words but uh but it's um many many games uh especially games with huge budget have fantastic music (laughs) yeah i feel i feel like there was definitely a change where people realize like oh people people are really paying attention to you know music and games now we need to invest in it as much as you know a film would for its soundtrack or something like that yeah it's very it is yeah and obviously, you know, the change from in the 90s from when you could have something that was playing on a bit of 16-bit hardware to then being able to have, like, you know, PlayStation 1 games that have full CD audio. It's, like, it's much more noticeable with the sound quality and things. I really try to um, not to speak about, like, the all-favorite music because <laughs> it's all over the place, you know? Everyone loves the music from Final Fantasy because it just... <laughs> It's just great. It's amazing. It's it's very easy to to be in love with such stuff. <laughs> who else is? I never met a person who would say like I hate music from Final Fantasy <laughs> or something like it. Uh, I I don't think there's anyone that hates the music. I think there's people that don't like the games, but I think you know yeah that, that'd be it. It's like they don't like. It's not like they dis. I don't know anyone that would like play a Final Fantasy game and be like, oh, this game's great but the soundtrack isn't because it's just not i think it's universally agreed that the soundtracks especially like the playstation one final fantasies like final fantasy 7 8 9 are just amazing and i don't think anyone would disagree with that <laughs> you know like the new year games had absolutely mind-blowing yeah um, music uh, and and everything it, it it also is something special yeah i think so, I, so it's I, hard to pick one yeah it really is there's far too many games <laughs> obviously you talked about your your past and and other games you've worked on uh if you've got anything you're working on currently uh, any games coming out that you're allowed to talk about well um i'm working on a few projects at, the, at this current moment and uh that they're quite amazing and this is I, I'm 
I'm on an adventure uh, which I never thought I will be able to take uh, now from from the perspective of uh, being a music composer and a sound designer. Um, uh, but uh, one in particular is currently available as a demo. It is a game is called Cognition Method. Yeah. It is a first person platformer. Oh no, it's not a platformer. It's a it has platforms there, but it's not a platformer. <laughs> it's a first-person puzzle with uh, elements of psychological horror, and um, it also very sci-fi themed. But also, it's not like the the um, it's a retro futuristic uh, sci-fi game. Yeah, um, about uh, a contact with the with the with the alien alien consciousness um, and um, it, so far it was uh, a very blast uh, blast to work on it um, you know like merging this retro sci-fi sound with um, with the more modern techniques um, so yeah um, cognition method is the I guess is the only one I can talk up now so i know i know when i did a bit of reading about it the i don't know if it's the, the developer or the, the main person as such is kind of heavily influenced by a space odyssey for, it for yeah so it's kind of like that sort of it's kind of kind of like uh, i think you described it quite well but like retro sci-fi like you know that not nah, how how those sort of original you know one's exactly. back in there and it's like yeah it looks really cool and i mean in terms of in terms of um i, I don't know how much you're going to be able to go into it but in terms of like how the audio and the music and things are going to work into that is that going to be quite a reactive soundtrack in terms of um like the sort of systems you were talking about or well um the soundtrack there is going to be a very very subtle and a gentle thing it's not in and the purpose of doing it in this in this manner is to is to break those rules at some points yeah and this game is this game is also you know it has like this horror element in it uh, and uh, this this horror element is based on breaking the rules breaking the rules of physics breaking the rules of uh, I don't know of space like how <laughs> dimensions uh, work with one another um, so it will have like two parts the one is about exploration and it will be very very chill you know like the soundtrack will roll in very smoothly and then and then will roll out just not to break the the pace of the game which is about solving puzzles but at sometimes like this game will just break uh break it rules it will um open up with some fantastic views and vistas and um, cosmic horror uh, uh, events uh, and this is where the, the the large like the melodic soundtrack some the melodic music and effects will uh, uh, make their way uh, into the game I'm also currently doing a lot of experimentations with the with these um, retro sci-fi music sound you know yeah there's a lot of like termins you know this instrument by the thurman and the vintage scenes synths and uh, it's um 
these are very interesting tools to work <laughs> with especially if uh, you need to put them into some sort of a more modern context so i mean yeah go, going back to like pheromones pheromones is like in my head is one of those perfect retro sci-fi sounds because it's like you know the early i mean i feel, feel maybe this is me but like um there's all those videos of like the bbc sound workshop with all the doctor who things and like the same sort of thing with star trek and always got a pheromone and it's like it's got that very very unique sound and i think lots of people recognize it but then obviously now it's it's that style but it's a modern application of it so how like how do you balance those two things you know aside aside from thermon we're also doing a little bit of experiments with the with the modular synths yeah and especially i'm kind of interesting into well i'm not very educated about it but uh it, it's kind of a known thing among among uh, the modular synth synth gigs which is a krell patch yeah. which basically is a patch which generates music on its own and it generates a, some sort of a like very very alien alien sound and it actually had its name for the for the uh, for the um th there was a, like a, a race of krell in a very very old science fiction film uh from 60s i guess okay. and they were using such t technique there to generate like this krell sound so i thought maybe we can um have it as our foundation for some 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 synths um and um yeah we're, we're we're moving on with it yeah that's that's cool i mean i like i like the way you know you've gone for those sort of like throwback things thinking like what were they doing when this sort of style of thing was done or like the influences like obviously space odyssey and that sort of thing how were they making the music then but then taking that and making it like a modern version for the game I mean, I really like the way way you're doing that. It's kind of like uh, I can't like can't think how to describe it, but you know, when things come full circle back to back to something. Yeah, it's also I I think it's also kind of a dirty trick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because nostalgia is a is a very useful tool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, in a context of uh, cognition method, uh, with the, with its whole heritage, well, foundation, uh, I guess, not heritage, foundation, or like taking inspiration from the Odyssey, Space Odyssey, uh, Solaris, um, um, other like books uh, by um, well, classic science fiction books, and and all, it's it, it is a safe to to use it there. Yeah. And you said there's a demo available now that people can play on Steam? Yeah, people can play the demo on Steam. Uh, it is, um, I think it's some sort of an alpha version of a game, but it, it gets the idea. <laughs> there were rumors that it's kind of enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're, you're safe to try it. Yeah. And is there a, a, a release date in mind, or is it just as and when it's done with the project i'm not sure that yeah. i have right to talk about it. there's <laughs> definitely a release date yeah. uh, uh, and we're working like really working to make it happen um 
And uh, I mean, we will probably hit this, this date. It's uh, our process is, uh, is fine. There's nothing like bad yeah. happening there. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to uh, spill it like yeah. this. That's fine. I mean, people can follow follow the progress of the game on and wishlist it on Steam, can't they? As well, so they'll be able to get updates that way. Absolutely, they should do it, and they, they also can follow uh, the uh, the uh, the the social media of this project because they're often well. Sometimes we have updates with those very tasty, brutalistic, uh, minimalistic uh, pictures we have there. Looks nice. Definitely reminds me of. Uh, I mean, I I'm a big fan of brutalistic architecture, so it's like, yeah, definitely definitely like the updates and stuff you, you're, you're absolutely in for a treat you, you will have so so much of it <laughs> uh, so that was cognition method um I, mean, is there, I know you mentioned there's a few projects you're working on but not sure if you're able to talk about them um or any sort of updates on them yeah i can i can share that with, well the publicly available information about yeah. one project is basically the the company is called eschatology entertainment and this is a new studio uh working on a new ip um and this is this is going to be uh, a very hardcore atmospheric narrative driven game uh set uh, in the um how do i say this alternative history post apocalyptic uh setting yeah uh, so it's so it's not going to be like Fallout. It's going to be the apocalyptic event, but it's set in the in the past. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's going to be a lot of very very interesting details about it. We actually um, have um, have Victor Antonov uh, as uh, one of the um, as the visual director of this project. So it's going to have a. Um, so it is about to have a very thought out like the world and the environment and uh, very interesting like architecture and everything and it is a very very um, thrilling to work in this project and the whole team is extremely focused on bringing in like the best they could yeah it's what what will your um role be on that are you doing just the full audio implementation of music and things or well this is a large very large scale project uh, currently i'm taking the role of the audio lead in this project so i'm responsible basically for for pretty much everything and i'm also writing music uh currently but uh, as i said this is a large scale project so i guess we will need to have a uh, many different composers for different parts because uh, because different people are, be- are good at different yeah. stuff and it's better to have a team than to carry yeah it's easy to carry this whole thing on your own uh, when when it, when it is a little like project but when it's something uh, so large um, you need to have a team yeah and we will have a team yeah, it sounds good. I mean, is that fairly early on in development with this game? Like, I'm guessing there's nothing scheduled release-wise for it. I'm I'm not authorized to speak more yeah. about it. Well, <laughs> previously, everything I shared is is available yeah. as uh, on public resources, so uh, anyone can Google and um, and um, see if there is anything well I'm sorry I, I lost what I was going to say like my, <laughs> my, my, my mind is 
people <laughs> it's pretty low yeah people are, i'm guessing it's one where people can find out on social media from the do you say what was the name of the was there a name for the project at the moment or is that still the the name for the project was not officially announced uh, okay. but the studio not sure if i'm pronouncing it right it's eschatology like the uh, these is it a science no it's not a science it's a discipline on researching the different um, types of apocalyptic events in different cultures uh so yeah we are very serious about our stuff yeah <laughs> that's I, i'm that sounds like a very uh i don't i, I don't know if i'd want to do that as like a a branch of science studying apocalyptic events it seems a bit bit bit, bit unhappy <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um, this is not going to be a happy game, and players will probably suffer. Uh, well, uh, in a in a way, how players like to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, in terms of like just um, keeping up with your yourself and the things you're working on, it's the best place your website or Twitter or is there a preferred social media you use or well um i'm i'm quite easy to uh, to find uh um my name is constantin eric you can it could can be googled and then you will uh, there will be like my soundcloud my youtube my twitter my linkedin but um i'm really uh, i do try uh to keep everything updated and have some sort of a presence here and there but i find it extremely distracting so i often just forget about all this and just return after a year with uh, some sort of announcement and everything um so there's no like the right way to um to um to watch for me i think linkedin is kind of a place because i obviously work <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but but still it's uh, if uh, if if anyone wants to get in touch for some reason they can reach me through my email this will be like the, the safest way yeah. um but oh, i also have a website where it like i track where there's links to all my social media and stuff that's cool i mean i'll link it in the episode description so people can can find it if they wish um i mean thank you i think i'm not sure if there's any anything else you're working on that you'd like to talk about i, I think i've kind of came to the end of my questions though no um i think we uh, we touched a little bit about everything um i really like the questions actually about actually about uh, the the favorite music because <laughs> i really had to take something from very very deep of my heart and not to like tr try to look uh to complicate it uh or to um interesting it yeah. was just the music i liked hey I mean, um, it's always a difficult question i kind of feel bad for for springing it on people because it's like you know trying to decide it but it's always interesting to hear people's responses as well because there's people that's like can look at it in a nostalgia thing of like oh this is probably my favorite because i grew up with it or the the way of like oh i really like this because it kind of made me look at music in a different way you know it's kind of like so many different reasons someone's mu favorite musician could be that and it's just really interesting to hear why it is as well I find it fascinating myself but 
that's just me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Constantine I mean I wish you best of luck with the the new games coming out Um, definitely gonna play um, waiting for Cognition Method and obviously more announcements as and when they come of games but yeah thank you very much for your time and best of luck with the future thank you very much it was pleasure to be here I'm glad I'm glad and once again I'd like to thank Constantine for taking time out of his schedule to chat to myself as always Beats and Bleeps will be back next Friday with a new episode I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the podcast and supporting it I hope you have a wonderful day